Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet despite the many upsides of age, a long life means that we have witnessed a number of horrendous events, human suffering and wars throughout the world. And one conflict that many of us know about but still find difficult to understand is the ongoing struggle between the people of Israel and Palestine. Our guest, Sandy Tolan, has written a touching real-life account of two of these people who met shortly after the Six-Day War in 1967 and did so under extraordinary circumstances. The book is entitled The Lemon Tree, An Arab, a Jew, and the Heart of the Middle East. I found it so touching, and I am so happy to welcome you to the show. So hi there, Sandy. Hi. Nice to be with you. How are you doing this morning? Well, I have to tell you, I was in tears the last couple of days reading this book. I'm just, it was so moving and so profound, and thank you so much for writing it. Oh, thanks for your reaction. I'm, I'm glad it reached you in that way. Well, I do want to get right to the book because I said it truly did reach me, touch me, and all the other stuff, the emotions that came up. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to start out by you giving us a little bit about your own uh, professional background, your career, and how you became acquainted with the real-life man and woman who became the subjects of the book. Well, I've been a journalist for, geez, almost 40 years now. I've done a lot of work in many different countries, 35 or 40 countries. I've done a lot of work in Latin America and the Caribbean and the Balkans, uh, South Asia. And for a lot of the last 25 years, uh, I also teach journalism at USC and the University of Southern California. Uh, But over the the last 25 years, a, a good part of my professional career has gone to understanding this uh, conflict between Israelis and Palestinians and what can be done about it. Um, this particular story and how I was brought to it, and it was 1998, and I was thinking, you know, how could we get beyond the all of the stories of hatred and animosity and, and bloodshed and you know, buses blowing up and children being shot by soldiers with stones in their hands. And, you know, not that those stories aren't important to to chronicle, but what is the common humanity? Is there a story of, of two families that would be somehow tied together? And so I actually went out in 1998 looking for the story. That was the 50th anniversary of what historians call the first Arab Israeli war. Uh, Israelis call the War of Independence, and Palestinians call the Nakba, or catastrophe. It's the same thing, and I wanted to find a way to explore not only that event of 1948, but the subsequent years. And so I found the story that essentially begins in 48 when Bashir, who is the six-year-old Palestinian child, is expelled, uh, driven out of his home with his family from their beautiful house in what was then Palestine. Uh, as a house his father had built and planted a lemon tree in the backyard. Uh, and they went into exile and always wondered, you know, is someone living in our house? When can we go home? We just want to go home. Meanwhile, Dahlia, growing up, uh, well, born in Bulgaria until she was about a year old, uh, the story of the Bulgarian Jews, which is which is documented in in the book, uh, 
is a remarkable story of, of survival and of courage. Uh, nevertheless, uh, many Bulgarian Jews, most of them decided it was too close of a call during the Holocaust, and most of them actually survived the Holocaust, unlike other European Jews, and came to Israel in 1948. And Dahlia was in a little basket. She was 11 months old, and uh, they came to the very house that Bashir's family had been driven out of, and that was the house with the lemon tree in the backyard. And for 19 years, Bashir just wanted to go home and just wanted to know who was there and when he could go back. And Dahlia grew up as a young child, curious, empathetic, wondering, you know, who lived here before and, and why did they leave? And why does my why do my teachers tell me that the, the Arabs were all cowards? They ran away. I mean, why would someone just run away from a place like this? And so what happened is Israel was victorious uh, in six days in 1967 in the war known as the Six-Day War. And as a result, the old dividing line between uh, the Israeli uh, between Israel and the West Bank uh, was essentially gone now, and many Palestinians decided to try to go see their own homes. They thought they would be coming victorious back to their homes, but instead, they Bashir and his two cousins got all dressed up in a sweltering day in their suits and ties and went and ended up at the gate, not to come back victorious, but to just ask permission to see inside the house. And that's when Bashir rang the bell of the gate that his father had built. And Bashir, uh, rather Dahlia's inside. She's now a literature student at Tel Aviv University. And she hears the bell ring and she goes to the front. She opens the door and literally the enemy is at the gate. And, you know, she told me years later, I knew who they were. I knew why they had come. And I knew that if I sent them away, I'd never probably ever see them again, and I would never really learn what happened. And so Bashir says, could I please come and see this inside the house? My my father built this house, and I lived here too. And could we just see the house? And Dahlia, you know, logic dictated she send them away because they were the enemy. And there were three men, and she was one woman, and Yet she sensed that they were more vulnerable than he was, than she was. And so she smiled, stepped aside, and said, please come in. And that's the beginning of their story, their remarkable friendship, very, very difficult friendship, uh, but nevertheless uh, a connection that, that exists to this day and that I think is a metaphor for not only understanding that people need to be free, they need to be able to move free, they need to be able to live a state in the state of their own. Um, but they also, and I think this is the message for America today, need to be willing to reach out across the divide and try to understand 
what's going on in the mind and in the heart of someone else. And so this story for, for children has all of that in there, um, and yet it's written in such a way that children can absorb it and get engaged and want to know, you know, what happened next. It's written really more like a novel than a, than a history book. It's sort of a history book in disguise. And I think kids will be able to, as well as adults, will be able to connect with it um, on that human level. Uh, I'm so glad you added the as adults because I was thinking children of all ages, and I'm I'm up there. But this book, and I know it's it's a diff, it's an iteration uh, of other books that you know the same that you have written previously. Previously, but I I don't care. It is it it's beautifully written. It's sensitively written. Thank it's you. touching. And I just, I mean, I think this story is so important uh, because, as you said, it, it, it's relevant to what's going on in our country today, but it's relevant to all of humanity. And we really have so much more in common, you know, when you're just individual to individual. And this is a, really a metaphor, as you say, for so much of life and so many of the struggles that really are unnecessary. But I did want to mention also that the way that the story came, you you presented it, but it was also on fresh air. Tell us how the response was to the original telling of this tale. Yeah, it, it was overwhelming, actually, and it, it, it's part of what inspired me uh, sometime later to to write a book proposal and, and then to, to begin working on the book because I, um, you know, I so wanted to tell this story through the voices of Dolly and Bashir, not not you know be the sort of vo- voice of God radio announcer that tells about the history of the region, but rather hears it in the voices of people who were affected. To me, that's the most powerful form of journalism is to hear from ordinary people who tell extraordinary stories. And so the Lemon Tree is actually, I have a production company called Homelands.org, and you could find it there. Um, The original documentary is called The Lemon Tree, and it was a 43-minute documentary, I think, for for Fresh Air that aired on that anniversary, actual anniversary date. May 15th, 1998 was the 50th anniversary of the War of Independence and the the Nakba. And uh, it's the, the the response to that I would say is probably greater than uh, you know was greater than all the other responses I'd had put together. I mean, I had people call me and say they pulled over to the side of the road and started crying. I mean, I've never been so overwhelmed by 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 the story, and it's it's a story uh, of of tragedy, of hope, of of people reaching out beyond their fears and and to be able to connect in in through war and through dispossession and occupation to try to understand the the common humanity of the other and the fact that people responded so effusively and so emotionally way back in 1998 is a lot of what inspired me uh, to pick up a pen or a computer, if you will, um, and and write that and write the nonfiction version, and then now the children's version in two, 2020. Well, and another thing too is that you did follow their lives. You have been in touch with them throughout the years. Have you been in touch with them lately, Sandy? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I have been this year because I wrote a, a sort of an updated uh, what we call afterword, which is in the in both the adult version, a uh, 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 new edition of the adult version, as well as in the children's edition, to um, so so people can give get some idea of of what has happened since. Um, it's a bit of an update. Um, and it's it's a sad story in the sense that, you know, they're not as in, t- in touch as much anymore. It, it's sort of a story that that mirrors the the poor relations between Israelis and Palestinians, and really the fact that what's uh, you know I, I don't know if it'll happen soon, but but if there could be a Nelson Mandela or a Dr. King that that has a vision of of the common humanity and the the need for everyone to live free with with under a, a regime of justice and um and liberty that, that you know maybe that's uh when reconciliation can begin um and i know that the story of dali and bashir in a sense can be uh, uh an example of what's possible well, Sandy, I've got to say this story certainly touched me. And, again, anybody who's going to pick it up, whatever version of the lemon tree you get, mm-hmm. believe me, it will move you like no other. It's it's an incredible story. It's a simple story. It's a story of hope. And it's a story of, you know, not everything's 100%, you know, positive. I mean, life is, is full of challenges. But thank you so much for creating this book. Also, I know you have other books. Before we have to run, please let our listeners know where your website, whether they can find you online. I know you mentioned one website, uh, but where they can go find out more about you, your work, this book, and your other book, Sandy. Sure. Um, I, my website is, unsurprisingly, sandytolan.com, S-A-N-D-Y-T-O-L-A-N.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at, at Sandy underscore Tolan, also Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I have an author page. Uh, as well as a personal page, and I invite people to come and visit. And um, I hope to be able to visit with you again sometime soon. I would love that, Sandy. I would love that. I'll have to get my box of tissues ready, though, for your next book, because <laughs> this was, I, it really did touch me. What a delight to have you on. Thank you so, so much for your time and, of course, this profound and, and truly meaningful message that you share. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful for being with you today. And for all you listeners out there, please do check out not only The Lemon Tree, the story is wonderful, but find Sandy online in his various places uh, and take a look at some of his other work. And the other thing, too, is I think, especially as a grandparent, this book is one of the best things you can share with your grandchildren. So be sure to put it on your holiday shopping list for children of all ages, as I said. It's a book that belongs in the hands of every young reader and every older reader out there. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.